You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's time for the World Arm Wrestling League this week. I'm your host Neil Pickup, and it is on. Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to World Arm Wrestling League this week. I'm Neil Pickup, and I will be with you all night, or at least for the next 35 to 45 minutes, because just before we get this thing really going, I do have the feeling that it could be a long one. In fact, that's what I once said to my missus in the back of a mini. That was a lot of years ago, and she's still got the nervous twitch. Anyway, enough of that rubbish. Let me get round to what we came here to talk about tonight. In 5.06, Atlanta, the 25th of September, one of the most talked about matches is the defence of the lightweight title held by Sam Harris. He faces a man who never lost that title. And that man's name is Tony, the Iron Man, Katowski. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight... Katowski and Harris are here with me. Ladies and gentlemen, I am joined by Tony Katowski, two-time hammer holder in the World Arm Wrestling League lightweight division, as well as the current reigning and defending hammer holder, Sam Harris. Fellas, how are you doing? Fantastic. Yeah, got... it's a great day over here, too. <laughs> now then, so people know, we've caught uh, caught Sam out. He's actually on the road. He's in his car right now. Uh, Tony, a little bit better prepared. He was caught in doing a little bit of revision for an exam that he's got coming up. So, firstly, guys, thank you for coming on the show. I know you're both busy, boys. This is a Sunday, and um, you're giving up your time, which is much appreciated. But you must be getting into that sort of excitement phase now. Very, very uh, close to the match. And I want to start with Tony. Because, Tony, for, for you, this is... This is quite an interesting scenario, isn't it? Because you never actually lost the title. You were the reigning and defending champion, and you actually left the weight class. You moved out of the lightweight and moved up to middleweight. And I don't think we ever got a definitive sort of reason why on that. Just give us a bit of feedback as to specifically why you went up in class, mate. Well, the main reason why was main pride, I guess. It's I wanted to... My goal was to do something nobody else ever did before, was to, you know, get a hammer into weight classes. Kind of like, um, you know, I know McGregor wanted to do it mm -hmm. for a while in the UFC. Um, so that was my goal. And, uh, you know, obviously everybody knows that that weight was a whole different ball game for me. And I kept getting injured and just going against six foot four guys, six foot three guys. It was just the, the leverage itself, the length of the hand, arm, the size of the hand, everything was to a whole nother level to where, you know, on top of the injuries, I couldn't really get that much stronger. I just couldn't couldn't pursue it any farther, and, I, and I, reality struck me real quick. Yeah, I mean, let's let's be honest. The, the, the focus being on champ champ is one thing, but as you say, some real giants in that division. If you look at guys that have pulled in there, I mean, most notably Danny Tesh, who we saw uh, just in the last card. 
And Danny's a big man. He's sort of six two, big, big framed individual. We've even seen guy. I mean, Paul Talbot's no small man, is he? Let's be honest. And we've seen right. Nicholas Nanastad in there. Some real giants. So right. I mean, Abidjan Junior. He's an exception, right? I mean, he's only oh. what five ten, maybe five eleven, but his hands are the size of a six foot five guy. Yeah, you I mean, know, his, so, his I mean, arms are not right. He's a bit of an he? exception. They really are, mate. So do you feel much more comfortable now? Are you sort of over the injuries? Are you free and, and ready to challenge Sam for this hammer? Well, nobody's technically ever over an injury in arm wrestling, right? You're always in pain. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody can contest to that, especially when you get to this level and that amount of weight gets put onto your tendons and your joints. Um, but, I mean, there is some pain. But, like I said, everybody has pain. So it doesn't matter if you have pain or not. You're just going to push through it. You know, and I wouldn't have accepted the match if I wasn't ready, plain and simple. So, you know, and, uh, you know, if Sam beats me, great. Good for him. You know, I tell you what, if Sam... You know, I'll speak right to you, Sam. If you do beat me, my hat's off to you, and I'll personally hand you the hammer because, you know, the, you've earned it. You know, so, you know, it's just you can take that to the bank too. And I, I guarantee you, that's what I'll do. If you beat me, I will physically go pick that hammer up and I'll hand it right to you because you will then be the rightful heir of the hammer, in my opinion. Now, Sam, let's come to you, mate. Obviously, you are the hammer holder. You're the man, and um. You you got a, you got like a, a line of guys trying to hunt you down, mate. Do you do you feel the pressure there, Sam, or are you pretty relaxed? Because let's be honest, you're probably one of the most laid back guys in the sport. Never mind the division. This match, I feel the pressure a little bit because it's gonna definitely show where I'm at as far as me being a third place guy or you know because i was placed third where tony won in 2016 so um i i i do feel a little bit of pressure here but um i feel the pressure as i just need to prove everybody um i don't feel like um you know i don't deserve it i I think i do and i think it's really going to show uh come the 25th uh and, and then i'll prove to everybody exactly where i'm at Mm-hmm. And I think it's quite an interesting one because ultimately you are the champion. You're the guy with the hammer. You've had a couple of um, very impressive matches. Obviously, we saw you do exceptionally well and dominate Luke Kent, who is no bomb. I mean, Luke's a really, really good arm wrestler. Most recently, you ground out a win, and it was a grinder against Jeff Hale. And then informed Jeff Hale. Um, your own sort of comments after that match were that you felt that Jeff was in the best form that certainly you'd ever encountered him, and yet you ground through, you found a way to win. And often the mark of a great champion is that they can win on days when they're maybe not performing at their best. But what interests me about this match, mate, is when you look at social media and so on, a lot of people really do have Tony down as the favourite, and it's almost like they discounted you a little bit. Do, do you feel that that's a, a little bit disrespectful? First to you, Sam, and then I want to come to Tony with a similar question. I don't feel like it's disrespectful. I can see why they might think it's uh, a little bit favored, but we are coming in at 165. Um, 165 kind of favors me right now. Um, I was always the smaller guy. Like in 2016, I would come into those tournaments at 160 couple pounds. I'm actually going to be cutting weight for this tournament too. So I will be able to cut weight, you know, gain weight back and feel good about it. You know, like, I'm not little anymore. Not at all, um, mate. So what, what's your walk round, Sam? Where you, where's your sort of walk round weight? Mornings uh, about 170, 171, mm-hmm. maybe 172. So I'm going to be putting seven, eight 
you know, you know, I got a month yet. I can still gain three, four if I want, but I'm real happy where I'm at. And I think the other thing, Sam, is you, without it, I mean, obviously, Tony was in the final with the bullet, um, Craig Sanders, but it's fair to say that since that time, since we saw you uh, take the third place spot there, you've uh, been coming on leaps and bounds. You've really evolved as, a, as an arm wrestler, and I think not only your opponents have, have acknowledged that, Tony's acknowledged that, and everybody else on the circuit can really see that clearly. You're you're certainly a handful at the moment, mate. So whilst you probably feel like you've got something to prove, I'm sure maybe keeping a little bit quieter, there's a number of people out there that do see you as um, having a strong opportunity to hang on to the hammer. If you were to sort of split this thing down on a percentage uh, chance, where do you see yourself? Is it 60-40 you? Is it 60-40 Tony? Is it 50-50? How have you got it in your mind? <laughs> um... I think it's going to be voted very close on paper. Like, we're probably 50-50. Um, but um, I think what I can bring to the table, like, uh, uh, first match, or, or you know, in, and Tony's never pulled me, and I haven't really pulled him, but um, the WAL, the setup and everything, that's my game. Um, I'm better at that than I was in any other league. So, um, and there's a lot of stuff I can bring to the table. I just, I feel like, I feel like the whole setup, I feel like everything favors me in this mm-hmm. match. I, I, I like it. And, Tony, obviously, you'll be well aware of the comments as well. You'll be well aware of the amount of people out there, um, some of them among, amongst the so-called recognized experts within the game that are picking you here. Do you sort of feel a little bit of additional pressure because of the fact that you are coming in favorite? No, I'm going to get my ass kicked. Um, that's, that's how I go in every single match. And Mm -hmm. I actually have the opposite belief of what a lot of people have when they go into a match. Everybody says you got to be confident. You got to be confident. It doesn't matter what match I go into. I always think that I'm going to lose. And the reason being is uh, years ago, 2005 ish, um, at a nationals, I went into that nationals knowing I was better and stronger than everybody. And I'm going to kick everybody's ass. I ended up placing third. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is because I went in there overconfident and I didn't put a hundred percent down into it. So there, since then, you know, after my injury and all that stuff, I came back since 2014, I went into every single event thinking I'm going to get smoked. And that makes me try 110% every single time. So I kind of go in with the opposite idea of what everybody else does. I, I go in with zero confidence because it makes me push myself that much harder. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it, you know, all these, People like Ryan Bowen, uh, SB, and all them—they're—they're they're predicting that I'm going to win. Me, I'm predicting right now that I'm going to lose, and I predicted that against Doug. I predicted that in 2016. I predict that at every single tournament because you know I look at Sam. You know, a lot of people—if they see Sam and I together, obviously I'm a little bit shorter, but I'm a lot thicker. I look at—he's taller than me, just as thick as me. You know, it's almost like a two-dimensional, three-dimensional type of thing, if you know what I mean. Do you see any particular areas of Sam's game? I mean, Sam has made his name from top rolling and from controlling people's hand and wrist. That's where he has really carved out that niche with his recent victories. And yet, you're an individual that also really, whilst you're well-rounded, you also have an iron hand and wrist. And we've seen that put to good effect in your championship wins, both left and right-handed. 
and also we've seen that in other matches through your career. Do you think there's a little bit of a clash of styles here and it's all going to be about the hand and wrist or do you think that this may force you to go into other areas of your game, Tony? I think this is going to be a very technical match. And the reason being is even though my hand and wrist are very strong and I use that to my advantage, and so is Sam's, both of us know our our strengths are very similar. Mm-hmm. So as far as that, I believe this is going to be a very technical match. Who's going to be able to outsmart who? Who's going to be able to outgame who? And, you know, you're going to see a lot of different styles. And you even, you might even see the hook. You know, you don't even know. You know, mm-hmm. Sam's no joke in a hook. I've seen him hook, too. He's a powerhouse. So, yep. you know, if you can even stop and hold Jeff like he did, that's impressive. Because Jeff has a tremendous hook. And especially the shape. He looked like he was in better shape at the last event than I've seen him ever so when I pulled him what was that 2014 something like that 2015 he was in great shape then but he was in far better shape now Um, and then Sam and I we did pull Sam must have forgot I think it was 2014 I think 2000 something like UAL 6 I think it was Chicago Um, now I did blow through him but a 2014 Sam Harris is not a 2000 you know, 19 Sam Harris, you know, same for me too. We've went up and down, you know, as far as strength wise with injuries and stuff like that. So everything's clashing here, right? You know, as far as styles, strengths, intelligence at the table, um, you know, I'm a defensive puller. Sam used to be an offensive puller years ago with his big hit. He has since changed to a defensive puller. Um, but also we can go the other way too. So, you know, even though we're both defensive pullers, we can also pull on the offensive side too, you know? So if we want a big hit, we can go for a big hit. And I know Sam's fast and I know I'm fast. So, you know, I think as far as a stylistic match, our match couldn't be more even. And as far as strength, I can't compare to where Sam's at because I haven't pulled him for five years. I don't Mm -hmm. know where he's at. Who's faster, Tony? If you would have asked me that, five years ago i would have said i would have said sam um but you know now i don't know because i haven't seen sam explode you know i've only seen sam take control from the beginning and bleed his opponents out that's pretty much what he's done in the last few years so but when you define speed and same question to sam here my definition of speed uh, from my experience in the sport was always fastest to a position. So it's fastest over one inch, fastest over half an inch, fastest to the spot where you know that you've got some real purchase and control in the match. So if you look at the arm wrestler from the start, particularly in a World Arm Wrestling League grip, I think it's a little different. It's almost like reacting in the referee setup is... Um, possibly more difficult than any other area for some people not for others but i do recall very well uh, the conversation i had with jeff hale after he pulled sam earlier this year and he said you know what uh, sam in the world arm wrestling league setups and formats rule system is no joke he's really got it dialed in he knows how to ride the system very well and he's not champion by accident. He's really, really good at doing it. And when then we saw evidence of that when he pulled Luke Kent because he really took Luke's game apart there. Sam, do you feel like, um, from that, that conversation around speed there, do you feel like you are very, very quick at getting to where you need to be, mate? Yeah, um, I do have speed. A lot of times you you don't really... It's not always a game of speed. Against Luke, it was definitely not a game of speed. 
But then if you pull Jeff, you need to bring that speed out sometimes just because he's going for a move. Um, and, and I'm not trying to finish any of my opponents in these matches. Like, I don't want to flash pin anyone. I want to get them where I want them. And I'm going to bleed them. It's not even, uh, you know, like, it's not a secret. Um, because we're one on one, and, and and endurance is a weird thing, right? So, um, I feel like if we're both a hundred percent, you know, we're, we're there's, you know, who's gonna who's gonna fail quicker? But if I'm using ninety or eighty percent, and he's a hundred, that's where I want to be all the time during the match. So, um, so that's where I do the endurance thing, and it's always taking control for me. That's that's the way it is. Um. And there's a lot of speed I can use. I just don't see if it's that's not, I don't play that, you know, just look at speed and say, I need speed every time. A lot of times it's not speed for me, if that makes sense. It does, man. It does. You know, that's, that's, that's a good point. You know, it's all about manipulating the match, right? Uh, I mean, against Jeff Hale, Luke Kent, Justin Bishop, you pretty much manipulated the match before it happened. And, you know, that's that's what a lot of these newer guys or moderate guys in, in the sport of arm wrestling don't realize is I'm not saying you're cheating in the setup, but I'm saying you're setting up differently in the setup. You know, it's manipulating the match before it starts. And Sam, you know, you are really, really good at it. And that's another thing where our clash, where our styles clash. I myself am also really good at it. I've always taken pride in that. So that's another clash of our styles that are setting up. It's pretty much. Here's here's my prediction. So I think the winner of this match is going to determine who set up better every single time. I think that's going to determine who wins this match. As far as strength, I don't know. But who sets up better in that setup? And when Bart's telling us to close our hands, just a little bitty millimeter of a movement that not even Bart Wood could feel. You know, like you know, Sam was saying, or I mean, uh, Jeff was saying Sam was pulling up on him. Well, he mm-hmm. probably was. But if Bart can't feel it, Bart can't call it. Pretty simple. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not cheating in arm wrestling. It's just like there's holds every single play in football, you know. So it's about setup, and it's about, like you said, uh, Neil, as far as the speed, getting into position, and then bleeding people. You know, that's exactly the same stuff I did. You've seen that against Doug, you know. So, I mean, that's, that's a clash that, I mean, there's pretty much every single thing in this match is a clash between Sam and I. As far as setup, as far as strength, as far as speed, as far as everything, everything clashing here, right? The only thing I feel I have more power than him in is in a hook, you know. So, but I don't, you don't, you don't see me go there very often because it fatigues you out real quick, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. What about you, Sam? Are you stronger than Tony? In multiple ways. Um, there's, there's uh, the thing he's is, not, you know, Sam, he's not talking about your ego. <laughs> I I got I got more moves for this dude than you know. And I'm I'm strong there. It's you know, not even lying. I'm I'm strong in a bunch of a uh, bunch of ways. Stronger even. Mm-hmm. Um but um that's you know, and I'm I'm looking to prove that. Tony, you stronger than Sam? Yes. I'm stronger than Sam in every way, but that doesn't mean I'm smarter than him. You know, so the stronger man, Jeff Hale, lost against Sam Harris. So it doesn't necessarily mean that's going to be the winner of the match. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, you know, it's it's so tough to call this match. Everybody's predicting me because I look, 
and people's looking at, you know, 2016 Tony. Well, 2016 Sam Harris is not 2019 Sam Harris, you know? So, you know, as far as stronger, yeah, I'm, I, I believe I am stronger than him in a lot of ways, but, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean I'm smarter than him. So, you know, that's that could go to the opposite uh, bad part for the match for me. Okay, guys, we've got to take a short break right now, but please do not leave your chair. Do not go away. We'll be right back with more from Tony Katowski and Sam Harris in just a few. If you found $100 on the street, would you pick it up or keep walking? Of course, you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. I wouldn't tell you guys to bet with them if they weren't the best. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet this football season, bet with my bookie. Did you know you could bet on games after kickoff? And if by the second half it looks like your bet is going to lose, you can always just take the other side. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of year. Join now and my bookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code this week to activate the offer. That's promo code this week. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Welcome back to the show, guys. Neil Pickup here with you, and I am in the studio with Sam Harris and Tony Katowski. Let's get right back in the mix. Sam, you look at the crop of guys that are out there to take your hammer. They're queuing up, and the styles make matches. And there's guys out there that you'll look at and you'll think to yourself, oh, God, this guy's tailor-made for me. There's other guys out there that you think, oh, no, this guy's a difficult match. He's problematic for me. And I look at the lightweight division, and there's some bona fide killers, some real beasts in there. Is Tony Katowski the worst of them, or is there the one worse than him? There's worse. Who's the strongest lightweight contender out there, excluding yourself? Who do you fear most? I don't really know how to answer when you come say the strongest because ever since i become became more elite elite i think everyone is stronger only in their spot so um say someone's actually stronger than me maybe it depends where their spot is but you know there's a lot of like in my spot i'm stronger than any anyone else in the in the lightweight division in my spot now do I get there every time? Well, I try, and when I do get there, it's you can you can tell it right away. They don't move like I got them. So, um, everyone, you know, to say who's the strongest one in the class, I can tell. I can even tell you that we're they're so so close at the top. But I do know that Jeff Hale's got the inside move when he's inside. Um, even against Tony, he's gonna beat Tony inside. You got Giannis. Um, and me both have the the clear elite uh, top role, and Tony's right there, the you know third, right with the top, you know elite top role. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Jeff Hill has the best hook. 
Interesting. So you think Jeff has the strongest hook in the class? Absolutely. Stronger than Tom Holland. That's what I was about to say. I'd like to see Tom Holland and uh, Jeff Hale go at it. Mm. That'd be a good matchup. Or like, or like, if we were to bring a Brandon Tom Holland. Tom Holland can't pin Jeff. He can hold him, but he can't pin him. Right. Um, Lead him. See, Tom Holland has that almost like lock-in type hook style to where he kind of sits on his joint, kind of like John Brzezinski used to do, yeah. let his opponent bleed out, bring his shoulder back behind his arm and push it over. So, um, And Jeff Hale has more of that you know, lock-in with the muscle type of style, but he can bleed out, but Jeff's endurance is also tremendous as well. I think one of the most interesting things there for me would be that there's two guys in there that are sort of untested in some respects apart from against each other and I know there was a lot of talk in Europe around when Tom Holland and Janis Amelins met each other that the two strongest guys in the class overall were facing each other and there was a lot of messages there the other guy that cropped up in that conversation a great deal was obviously Tony and then more recently we had a great deal of chatter around who gets the the match against Sam should it be Janis should it be Tony who should it have been, Sam? Right now, I watched um, Tom Holland. If Jeff Hill did did that to Giannis, Jeff Hill would have won. Um, Giannis, uh, Tom Holland could have beat Giannis once yes. or twice, but he he got impatient and, and he was and, and he didn't have it. Jeff Hill's hand. If he gets you in, you're never gonna get out of it or top roll him out. And Giannis did that to Tom Holland, which that's on Tom Holland. So if Jeff puts you that deep in a hook, you're never getting out of it. Interesting. And I, and I feel like that's where Jeff is a little bit like he just went up against me this year. If he goes up against um, Giannis and puts him in that move, he's going to beat 3-0. Because J- you're not going to top roll out of his hand. His hand was crazy strong. So um, that's where I see where, where Jeff can take it from Tom Holland every year if unless Tom Holly can keep him from going inside. If he gets inside remember, on any Tom, one of us. Tom was torn to pieces the last time. And I'm not saying that because I'm maybe my favorite arm wrestler in the class from a sort of friend perspective would actually probably be Jeff because obviously Jeff and me go back a very long way. But what I would say in fairness to Tom is that being involved in the UK circuit up close and personal I know there's a lot of talk around arm wrestling. There's a lot of he said, she said. Um, I know that Tom Holland, throughout the last two seasons, was a shadow of him, of the man he is now on the right arm. And he's actually just coming back to any kind of fitness. He was a little bit early pulling Yanis, but I do know that he was dramatically stronger than he'd been the last time he pulled, when he pulled Jeff at the finals. He sat out two years, didn't pull the British Nationals. Didn't pull any UK tournament at all on the right arm because his arm was too damaged. Just came out of hiding for the World Arm Wrestling League, sort of limping through tournaments, was unable to train, was unable to compete, was popping ibuprofen tablets at tournaments. So it's sort of like he was untested a little bit. And then you've got Yanis, who was out in the wilderness. I mean, he just vanished, didn't he? He just went away for a while and nobody saw him anywhere. And then suddenly you've got a resurgent Tom Holland, You've got a resurgent Yanis Amelins who's back in there and seems strong and hungry as hell. They have a war. You've got Tony dropping down a former dominant two-time hammer, hammer holder. 
It is just exciting as hell. And you've got yourself, Sam, who's clearly evolved into a very different animal as well. So it's just stacked with mon and there are other there's others there as well, but from those guys alone, what a class. It's just an absolute minefield. It really is. And and let's say let's explore that play with your mind a little bit. If you do get through Tony, who the hell is next? I mean, you'd have to say it's probably going to be Giannis. Yeah, and Giannis looks better than he ever did. I beat Giannis in 2017, mm -hmm. and, and I did not have the arm or the wrist I have now. And what he did to Tom Holland, like, Tom Holland had him in a great hook. Um, Just that right there, like, there's where Giannis would be a little bit better than me. Um, I'm just as versatile, but he's a more, he has more time in the sport. So those little moves to like counter that hook and, and in the high hook and, and get out of it. Mm -hmm. That was uh, really like, I, I really like that. So, um, there he might be a little stronger in that inside move, but, um, and he's bigger. See him at 170 is way better than 165 because it takes less muscle because he's so technical and good with his moves, every five pound he gains, he's so much more dangerous than another person that isn't quite as technical as him. You see, some people can gain ten pounds, but it didn't wouldn't matter because he just needs he needs less strength to do his moves because he's that elite in it, in my opinion. And I don't know if I'm quite making sense to you, but you know, some other people could gain ten pounds and I wouldn't even care. This dude mm -hmm. gains ten pounds, he's so elite in what he does. I, I don't like it. I want him at 165, not 170. Sure. What about right, you, Tony? If you if you sort of um, if you got through Sam, Tony, and you, and you reclaim the hammer, you'd have a short period of time, April maybe sooner, and you get Giannis. Is he more dangerous than Sam? You know, I I can't I can't answer that because i haven't pulled sam in five years so you know as far as looking at who beat who it's hard to even determine that because this person can be that person but that person can't beat the other person that just beat the first person but knowing you, you know, like styles you, make who, who you see as the most difficult threat to you as far as in a lightweight division right now in the wal yeah. i would have to say definitely definitely it's it's i would say Giannis. um but right now I got to deal with Sam, and Sam is just just about as technical as Giannis. So, um, you know, as far as like I said, this can be a very technical match. So, we're going to find out here in about three and a half weeks, uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to busting Sam's wrist back. That's going to be exciting. <laughs> uh, ah, he's gonna, ah. he's not he's not going to realize what's going to hit him until after it actually happens. Um, and then I might actually laugh. Laugh at him like I did at Paul Talbot too. I don't know. I haven't decided yet if I want to respectfully pin him or not. What about mind games? Do you see that being a weapon for Sam? I mean, one thing I'll say about Sam is he's battle tested this year, isn't he? I mean, he was two o down against Jeff. You're the champion, and you're two o down, and you fight back and win. I mean, that's that 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 steals a man, doesn't it? Right. Yeah. And and you know. It, and Sam, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little little thing here. When you walked in and you walked up to Jeff Hale that first match, I knew you were gonna lose. 
I knew you were going to lose because you were tr- you were too. I could just I could f- I could see from your facial expressions the way your teeth were clenched. You were too tight, and you're trying to use strength rather than your brain. And I'm like, he's going to lose the first match. I can guarantee it. And he, instead of using his intelligence, he's going to try to use strength. It's not going to end well. And you've seen what happened. But once that third match came around, things started changing. He started breathing more. He started relaxing. He started. You were Sam Harris was back, and I'm like, all right, now he's back. This is going to be interesting. And then the rest mm-hmm. were the rest were great matches. So, you know, it's when you pulled them. I predicted just about every single match before it even happened. Um, so I'm assuming the same Sam Harris is going to come in that pulled Jeff Hale at the end using his brains, and as am I. You know, I'm not, I'm going to come in calm, collective. You're probably going to see the most boring match before the match even begins because Sam and I are just going to be quiet, not talking, because we're going to be too paying too much attention to the setup, paying too much attention to – you know, what Bart's doing, what Sam's doing, or what I'm doing, so on and so forth. It's going to be a very mind game without a mind game, if you know what I mean. It's just a hand game, I guess you could call it. What are your keys to victory, Sam? How do you beat Tony Katowski? I envision that match completely opposite of what Tony's um, doing. I'm not coming in there calm this time or whatever. That's I didn't expect to come in that calm. Normally... I wasn't nervous before that match, so I thought, great, because I don't like getting really nervous and, like, burning up energy. I thought I'd walk out there, snap of a finger, and, you know, I'm fired up. Well, it didn't really work that way. Um, So, for me, I'll be walking out a whole different – there, I'm ready to fight for this match 100%. So, um, in in the victory, um, there's a lot of different tools I can bring – to the game is what I'm saying. And and normally I'm not like a one um, dimensional guy. I had a plan for Jeff and it did not work the first couple. Um, So uh, I, I just kind of use like just right on the go, fly the moment and, and I'll be able to tell in the setup. I think, I think in the setup, I'm the most dangerous lightweight in WAL with the setup. Like I'm more dangerous to Tony than Giannis because I think I'm better in the setup. Mm-hmm. But the difference um, between me and Giannis and everybody else in a lightweight class is you can take my wrist, and with my arm strength, I can still blow right through it. I can still blow right down to the pad. That's the difference between you and uh, between a lot, me and a lot of the other lightweights. My arm strength is there to where I can do a Todd Hutchings-style pin. You know, take my wrist. I don't care. I'll still pin you with my arm. <laughs> Let's... <laughs> <laughs> you ain't pinning me in your hand you're gonna be like i'm taking your hand my hand's never gonna go backwards that's the that right there is the craziest thing ever because um i got the strongest hand in the class oh i, I didn't say your hand was gonna go backwards i said you can take my hand and my wrist and bend it backwards i'll just pin you like todd hutching style does the matte mask right you know, it doesn't matter. I have the arm strength where if you take my hand and wrist, I can just use my tendon and my joint and my lat, and I can just pin you straight down with my wrist busted backwards. That was what I was saying. That's the difference between me and Giannis, because once Giannis's hand is taken or his arm, his, his wrist is taken, you know, it's it's almost usually game over for him unless he's pulling a moderate puller with almost zero arm strength. But when you're pulling somebody like me, who, like for instance, blew through you know, Quinlan's arm, you know, and Quinlan has a tremendously strong arm. Nenny Kings moved me, but, you know, I had a 
flat back wrist and I just blew right through it. It didn't matter, you know, so I can pull in many different styles, whether it's flopped wrist, whether it's hook, whether it's top roll, whether it's high top roll, low top roll, it doesn't matter. I can pull in any single position that I want to. And I have been working heavily in the last, actually, since I lost to Queen and do the, due to the Kings move, I've been working heavily into the move, which everybody knows as a tricep press, pushed right through the Kings move. So, you know, I have actually taken my arsenal, my 10-game arsenal, my 10-bullet clip, and I just made it an 11-bullet clip. You know, I so does Sam have to beat you arsenal, quick? So. Has he got to beat you quick, Tony? No. No. I think, I think this match is going to be a slow, slow hit match. That's the thing. But if Sam manages to get your hand and wrist and he manages to find a way to get to that resting spot with the kind of arm strength you're getting and from what you're saying there, could you not just wait him out with a broken back wrist and then drive through and would that not fatigue Sam more? No, because when you have a broken back wrist, the pressure is then being put on your arm and once mm -hmm. your arm is gone, you know, generally the rest goes. So that's going to be it. When you have a busted back wrist, unless you're Todd Hutchings, who's super freaky genetic, you know, generally that'll blow you up faster than if you have a controlled match, let's say the way Sam would have my wrist busted back, you know, so you're using more overall strength with a busted back wrist than you are with a controlled wrist. So do you see you know, that you just let your wrist be flattened and then drive through with the side pressure? It would all determine at that time. So if I felt I still had the lock that I could do that with, I would. Um, if not, oh crap, bull crap. I might I lay it down, or I might laugh Sam's at him. Sam's not buying this. He's not buying this, mate. <laughs> You're selling okay, him. Okay, the, the unique thing about Todd Hutchings is his wrist might go back, but his his he's never palm up. So his wrist goes back, he keeps it tight, and he goes straight sideways. The instant you get palm up, your sideways, would have, the power would come through your the elbow joint, and no one has that kind of power there. Todd doesn't have it either. He keeps his he keeps looking at his knuckle and his thumb, and it's just like a palm in front of him with his wrist back. Then he goes. Are you sideways. saying you're gonna make my? Are you saying you're gonna make my palm go up? You're. I mean, palm that, up. You ain't moving Sam. me. That's a uh, bold statement. If you make my palm go up, I'd be very impressed because that hasn't happened since. Gosh, I don't even know. It's been at least four to five years. I haven't seen my 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 palm go forward or go face the sky. So if you do that, I'd be impressed, but I, I don't see it happening. I really don't. I was just uh, elaborating on that side pressure move of, oh, know, of what you order, got in, in, in order time. for you to do that to me, you'd have to have my palm up in what you're saying, you know? So my palm, you know, hasn't gone up in four to five years. So, you know, as far as like you taking my palm and putting it up, it ain't going to go there anyway, so I could still use my lat and drive through with just pure arm strength, if you know what I'm saying. But I guess so we're guys, going to find out. If we end up in a war, if this ends up in a dogfight, if round one is a minute and a half crazy match, who's got the better endurance? I think Sam has I really just good beat, endurance. I yeah, just I, beat the number one guy that should have had the endurance out of everybody in the class. That's Jeff Hell. Mm -hmm. Um... And when that match stopped, I was going for the endurance game. Yeah. 
No, I do believe Sam has better endurance, uh, but I am very similar to Jeff Hale endurance as well. So, um, you know, we're very similar, I feel, as far as endurance. I've always been really good with endurance. So if it's an endurance, I don't think it's going to be. I think it's going to be either, you know, okay, Sam's got me. I'm going to lay it down so I can come back the next round. Or I got Sam, so Sam's going to lay it down. He's going to come back the next round. You know, or, you know, if we get into a hook, it'll be, you know, inside dogfight for a while. We'll find out there. Um, or if somebody's ego just kind of gets in the way and don't want to give up when they should. Well, it could happen there, too. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think I think Sam's Sam's uh, Sam's endurance is a little bit better than mine, but I don't think this is going to be much of an endurance match. So, Tony. One last thing for you, mate, before I let you guys jump off here. September 25th, Atlanta. What's the score of this match going to be? I will answer first. I'll have to say the score of this match is going to be 3-1 myself. And I'm going to lose the third match. Sam Harris, reigning hammer holder. 25th of September in Atlanta. What's the score? My arm is so strong right now. It's going to be 3-0 me. There's no 3-1. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here. Make sure you do not miss this one. Fellas, Tony, Sam, thanks so much, guys. I want to... uh, Say thank you for coming on the show, and I want to wish you both safe travels out there, and I look forward to seeing you in Atlanta. Thank you so much, fellas. You too, Neil. Thank you, Neil. Ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, that is all we have time for this evening. I want to say a huge thank you to Tony Katowski, the Iron Man of Wisconsin, and the man from Pennsylvania, Sam Harris, the reigning and defending WAL lightweight champion of the world. Thanks for coming on, guys. It's been emotional. I want to thank all of you for once again taking your time out to tune in to WAL this week with myself, Neil Pickup. Ladies and gents, I hope you'll do it again same time. Next time, keep it right here until the next time we do what it is that we do. Take it easy, peeps. Sports betting is sweeping across the country faster than the coronavirus, and Wagering Week is your antidote. I'm Tom Martin, and I'm a veteran sports analyst and respected sports handicapper who helped build ESPN's brand. I've been recognized and awarded by Pro Football Weekly and Gaming Today magazine as the honest handicapper. Let the other guys give you the same old boring sports talk with the same tired storylines. We'll give it to you straight here every Friday on Wagering Week. Don't gamble with other podcasts. Let Sports Garden Network's Wagering Week help your bottom line. The socially distanced NFL Draft is finally here, and you can follow all the action at betonline.net. Wondering who will be the first, second, and third draft pick? Do you know if more offensive or defensive players will be taken in the first round? Have a hunch on how many trades will take place in the first round? Maybe you're into oddities like how many draftees' dogs will be shown during first-round coverage. Before the draft goes live, head over to betonline.net for the latest props, lines, and odds. Bring the draft home with betonline.net.